0: the podcast you are about to listen to is explicit and may not be suitable for children some content may be triggering and graphic these stories are real and as we all know real can sometimes be hard to look at however it is necessary for healing and growth
1: Welcome to Stumbling
2: Through Enlightenment. I'm Jason.
0: And I am Laurie.
2: And I'm Edward. Every day we are working through our shit, and today we invite you to work through some of yours with us. Let me give you
1: a quick rundown on what we're going to do in today's episode. The first part of the episode is where Ed, Laurie, and I talk about what's going on in our day-to-day lives, and where you'll be able to hear how we support each other's growth. During the second portion, Lori, Ed, and I will have a deep-dive discussion topic ranging from self-awareness, metaphysics, mental health, personal discovery, and much more. During the third portion of the show, we're going to do a segment called Off the Rails. This is the funnier side of the podcast, where we talk about Lori's trippy dreams, top ten lists, and all the weird and wild things we come up with along the way.
0: So, hi, Ed. Hi, Jason. How's everybody doing this week? I'll tell you, my week has been, it's been a lot of work. I've been working through a lot of shit this week. Ugh. Yeah, it's been a heavy week. Um, One of the beautiful things about doing this podcast with the two of you is it brings a lot of stuff up for me, which is great, because that gives me the opportunity to work through it. And this week, a lot of triggers have taken place really wow yeah Um, I've really been working on for a long time now I've been working on my voice and how to actually express myself to my true self Mm -hmm. so I I finally after all of these years of doing it one way and then my ego getting in the way and saying it saying this is the wrong way you've been doing it the wrong way all these years what were you doing? what do
1: you mean the wrong way?
0: Oh, geez. For a long time, when I hit puberty, my mouth opened, and, and like I didn't have a filter. Anything that was in my brain came out of my mouth yeah. without me even even hearing it first. Oh, so, so no
2: thought behind it at all? No
0: filter, yeah. So I would hear it at the same time you were hearing it,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and that didn't always suit me it just it it often didn't tell my true story right and so then when I started trying to be mindful around that I started holding a lot back Mm -hmm. so I self-punished for a long time about how my words came out of my mouth
1: so shot to the other end of the spectrum I
0: absolutely did and I, I just held everything in and now I'm really trying to express myself with how I truly feel, mm-hmm. not um, not I'm mad at you right now because you were so bad. <laughs> right. But I was triggered from this conversation that's that just took place that triggered me in this way because of the things that I'm working on to heal myself and how I internalized things as a child. So I have these areas of issue that I'm really struggling with. And when you say something like this, my brain takes it to a whole other place. And really trying to express how I feel.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and take responsibility, it sounds like, for your own feelings. Yes. Instead of trying to make it about whoever it is that
0: Absolutely. prompted them. Yeah. Absolutely. So And that's vulnerable. And I am not comfortable with vulnerability (laughs) because as a child my vulnerability was dangerous for me that's what I learned I learned that if I was vulnerable that I wasn't safe Right, and that was shown to me over and over again because I had confirmed this belief in my head that I was not safe if I was vulnerable so that's the energy I kept pulling in and the the lessons that I was continually learning was you're not safe if you're vulnerable and just reaffirming that for me because that's where I was stuck in the belief. Right. So that's what I was being shown. So learning that I'm safe in vulnerability so that I don't have to be shown this to work through it every single time is scary.
2: Yeah, and I mean, that's the basics of... Most of our work that we do, it's just finding it in that specific situation that you're in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
2: at this point, it's around, you know, speaking your truth in a way that's not going to feel unsafe.
0: Yeah. So that I don't look weak, so that you can't take advantage of me, so that you won't know what's vulnerable and then punch me in the gut with it later. Mm -hmm. You know, there's all of these thoughts and they just plague me. And so being honest, truly honest, is it's scary as hell. And in spite of that, I am stepping forward and I'm doing it with people I hope I really am safe with. And there's always that ego there saying, you're not safe, you're not safe, don't do it, don't do it. So actually doing it is very courageous for me. And this morning, for instance... I was having a very vulnerable conversation with somebody and explaining to them where a particular need for validation comes in to allow me to really know that I'm safe with them. Mm -hmm. And I even expressed to them where that came from, like I told the story of when that first was implanted in my mind which was, I was about five. And I was just left in a dangerous situation to figure it out on my own. And I mean, I was so smart at five, because kids are, <laughs> that I did figure it out. But I remember watching my mother walk, you know, just walk away. Mm-hmm. Like, if you die, you just die. Oh. And she never came back to check on me. And I tested her. I tested her. By hiding for the rest of the day to see if she would even seek me out to see if I was alive, and she never did wow. so I internalized that pretty heavily at five and I so i I pour this out to this person so that they understand me a little better and within fifteen minutes they did something or they expected something of me that felt to me dangerous mm-hmm. and like you, like I didn't matter again. After I had just expressed all of this. And so, instapist. Right. <laughs> um, we because, should patent that. yeah, because that's where I go. My energy will come out ragefully because that protected me. Yeah. That, that rage was what I thought protected me. So, and that's the first place it wants to go. And it went there. But I've been reasoning with my ego and I've been practicing that so much that I immediately realized, this is your ego saying, yeah, see, don't be vulnerable with anybody because look, you're just being shown again after I had just said, I don't need to learn this lesson anymore. Right, right. <laughs> right. I've, already dis- I've already developed really, really good skills in taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. So I don't need to learn this anymore. And the universe said, okay, how are you going to handle this? Right. Let's give this to you right now to see how you handle this. Right. So I'm reasoning with my ego. And I still sounded very angry because I was angry. Right. I was. But I was able to talk with them and say, you know, this anger piece, this is how my energy comes out. I am angry right now. And they wanted to, to stop me and I said no you need to let me talk I have to get this out I'm really working with my throat and I need to get this out and I don't want to go and sit and contemplate and allow my ego to not not be authentic so I explained that I was just very vulnerable with you I expressed where these issues come from and you slammed me with it which my ego is telling me see My superficial ego is telling me, see, you don't matter enough to this person. This person is not safe. Fuck him. Hate him. Hate him. Just (laughs) hate this motherfucker. Because he is so not worth your time. And my soul is saying, no, 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 wait. Wait. We love this person. We really do. And this person's reaction to you right now is not about you or whether you're valued enough. I don't think he even realized that what he was asking of me felt dangerous to me. Right. And But I would never have been able to even process that if I wasn't being mindful. So I'm reasoning with my ego that this person that you love also has his own shit. And, right. you know, this might not have even occurred to them. And so I was able to say that I realized this probably didn't even occur to you. As something that's in the same ballpark Mm -hmm. as what I was just talking to you about. But it instantly triggered me because to me it felt like that. Right. And I'm sorry that I'm coming off angrily because, you know, I don't want to hurt you and trigger you. You know, that's not my intention. But it was an instant reaction to what it is that... I'm really struggling with right now. Right. It's some of the deeper work that doing this podcast with all of you has been triggering in me. That oh. really deep stuff. And well,
2: That dovetails <clears> actually. <throat> uh, like my week has been, it's been good. But there were a couple of really interesting uh, moments that I came to some realizations. And one of them was I was talking to a, a gentleman at work, one of my coworkers at work. And we were talking about vulnerability. We were talking about trauma. We were talking about um, these different pieces. And I realized in that moment, as we're having a conversation outside and just, you know, free, there's no danger around, that I didn't feel safe. And uh, not on a a level that he was going to be unsafe. And intellectually, I knew that that was not the case, but that there was this underlying feeling in this interaction that if I said the wrong thing, or if I brought up the wrong subject that I would either be yelled at or screamed at, or there would be some sort of negative reaction that, Uh yeah. And I, I had to look at like every other, you know, interaction that I've had, you know, over the course of that week, I was starting to look at this. And that exists in a lot of my interactions with people that there is this, just ever so slight or every ever so subtle feeling of what if this person goes off the deep end or gets angry with you or what if this person, you know, like you said, takes something in that you're saying and and fucks you over with it later on. Right. uses it against you. you, Yeah. Yeah. So that was an interesting, that's an interesting piece to my week because I don't consciously, I don't think about that in most situations. Um, constantly don't think of that in most interactions yeah but subconsciously it's there
1: right it's always there it makes sense as you become more comfortable with you right you're gonna feel Mm -hmm. you more often yeah and then be able to see these things that were never probably even available earlier
2: exactly you know um
1: so that's really cool.
2: And the more that I'm working on the allowing piece, which is what, what I've done a lot of working on this week, is allowing things to be where they are and allowing myself to interact and react with whatever um, stimulus I'm given, you know, in the moment, whether it's a, an interaction with a co-worker or a friend or, or um, yeah. you know, a participant, somebody that I work with. It's being allowing that to be what it is has really... I thought was going to be like the answer. Cause we always think it's going to be the answer. You know, there's always this right. that, that checkbox or, mm-hmm. or like, you know, like you, you do one thing, did one thing with your anger and then you, you, you know, you held it back. I, I was like, yeah, this is it. This is, I just have to allow this to work and, and then it'll be fine. And then what I find is that as a, the more I'm allowing these pieces, the more I'm finding those subtle energies and those subtle thought patterns underneath that either make me feel unsafe or I, uh, and knowing where the the anxiety and the fear are coming from, where I have not always been able to tell that. Or it comes from someplace different. The anxiety comes from someplace different than I've thought before. Right. I mean, with the podcast and uh, relationships and different people in my life, my life is changing in an incredible, like, fast-paced way. And in trying not to drive with the brakes on and, and really just kind of allow that peace has been interesting and a little fun. It's been exhilarating, I think, is really what that is. Yeah. It's been exhilarating. But then to find these little pieces that come up all of a sudden, oh look, I'm here. You know, it's a little speed bump in the road and going, Wow, so have I done this for my entire life? You yeah. Know, and absolutely. the answer is yes. And that's where like the masks come right. from, you know, when we talk about the masks that we wear. You know, you get one mask, you get another mask. Oh, I'm going over to this person's house. They get another mask Mm -hmm. because it's really a profile that I had to put together in order to feel safe. Right. Not thinking that, you know, those times are now behind me Mm -hmm. for the most part. I mean, you'll always come into contact with somebody that, you know, may actually, you know, react that way. But, you know, overall, it's just most people I interact with I mean, Jason, I know you very well. I'm pretty sure I know how you're going to react to most things, you know. Yeah, right.
0: You um, know when to duck.
2: I know when to duck, exactly. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <'Cause> <laughs> right. Um, you know, but I, this is, you know, this is a thing. Yeah. So so that's been my week. It's been, It's been a good week. It's been a really good week. Nice.
1: My week has been super boring and super normal, and it's been really cool. How's the chicken coop? The chicken coop is done. Is it? Ooh, yes. So yesterday, I I did all kinds of shit. So we had a door put in this week, and it's the first time that we don't have a door that you can see through places that you shouldn't be able to see through. Nice. Um, so that's really cool. We've that's... had this door. It's over 100 years old now. Right. So that door's gone, and we've got a really nice door Um Screen door, like the whole nine yards. It's awesome. Yeah. So yesterday, I was like super, you know, motivated to do stuff. So I had like four lights that I had to change out, and I did that. And I mean, I just like I went through my check box like it was, you know, right. nothing. Like put up the chicken pen. We, you know, just did all kinds of stuff. So that was really um, that was really exciting to sort of get it all done in a day. You know, yes. what I mean? to really have that satisfaction yeah. of there's all these things I haven't finished. Let's finish them right now. Yeah. And then to be able to follow through and do that, to have the energy and the the will to, to finish it. So that was really cool for me.
2: I think it's also helpful. And I was talking to a friend of mine about this. It, we had had a conversation mm-hmm. on one of the dark, dismal days that we've had in the last week And she asked how I was, and I said, you know, there's all this fear, there's all of this anxiety, there's all of this stuff that I'm dealing with right now that really just seems overwhelming in this moment, and it really was that day... And the next day it was sunny and beautiful and she asked how my, my day was and it my day had been perfect. I mean it was it was I had gotten to work, I had was in a great mood, I you know, I yeah. I you know, bashed through a bunch of shit. I mean, like I did all of this stuff and then like noontime comes along and I, I'm just sitting here going Okay, what do I do next? Because I've done everything that I had planned for the day. Because my my lists have gotten so much shorter lately, right? Because right. of the you know the, the the depression of winter and and the anxiety and, yeah. and just moving through this, that I'm now sitting here going, okay, well, uh, let's go to the auxiliary lists, things that I've been putting off for the last three months, right? And I got a bunch more stuff done, and I just felt like I was on fire, you know. And that was yesterday. Yeah, I yeah. really just felt like I could just wah, go through all of yeah, it. We've <laughs> yeah. We've
1: yeah. been craving vitamin D. Yeah, craving vitamin D for sure. Yeah, and I I've got my soil already. I make nice. a soil every year, you know, for yeah. my garden, and um, got that pretty much ready to go. So yeah, we've we've we got a shitload of stuff done yesterday.
0: That's cool. That's amazing. Got a
1: shitload of stuff done. Yeah. Nice. One of the things that that came up for me when Lori was just speaking was I could hear from my own perspective and and how I've done this in my own life and Lori's story, where you know she was talking to that person but her intention talking to that person was for them to absorb something Mm. and then maybe change their behavior and i know i do that with my wife all the time Mm -hmm. you know i'll tell her what's going on where it comes from with the intention that she's going to do something with that and then when she doesn't i always bring myself back to what was my point you know, did I want to change my behavior or did I want to change her behavior?
0: Yeah.
1: And whenever I'm telling her something so that she can behave differently.
0: Yeah, I'm that's not gonna happen. Her behavior. Right. Right, that's right? not gonna happen. And
1: it's it's that ego space of I'm telling you my story because I want you to feel bad for me and I want you to nurture me in a place that I wasn't nurtured versus telling your story in an effort to nurture yourself yeah right Right. so that just brought up that for me when i was listening to you speak because i i hear i hear that in my own relationship all the time yeah you know what am i really looking for with this share Mm. and sometimes it isn't what i need it's sometimes what i'm trying to get somebody else to Give me mm-hmm.
0: right. Um, when I was talking this morning, I really was hoping that he would understand my fucked upness. <laughs> right, that was really what I was hoping for. Right. Is you know, let you me want to understand it. Yeah, I, yeah. So that he gets me because um, I think I probably confuse him, and that's okay because I confuse myself. But if I'm open with him little little pieces at a time as I try to really give that vulnerability because it's hard for me, I hope it lifts the shades so that he can see me a little more clearly so that yeah. I make more sense to him or he so that he just gets it, so that he just understands <laughs> Lori's a little fucked up. And I kind of see where that all comes from, you know one of the things I think that's happened a lot in my relationship is he kind of holds me to a set of standards that I can't live up to. Keeps you on the past, though. Because I'm fucked up. I just can't live up to that. Right. You know?
1: It's a lonely place to
0: be. It sucks. And whenever I fuck up, you know, I get a little punished for that because the expectation from him is that I don't fuck up. And you know, I've been fucking up for 50 years and I'm going to continue, like, that's what, that's what I'm doing here. I'm fucking up so that I can figure it out and learn from there. It's time to strap in for this week's Deep Dive. I just put up a boundary last night and, yeah. you know, it's probably really hard on Eddie because he got me when I had no boundaries. Right. My boundaries were do for everybody else and leave me last. And usually there was nothing left to, to give. So as he rides this ride with me, you know, the changes are probably like, whoa, what's going on now? But last night as I was cleaning out the living room and I had said all day, these things have to go out of my house because I yeah. need to get everything ready for the new stuff to come in. He said, wow, this isn't in that bad of a shape. And I said... No, it's not really, and that's because I take such good care of stuff, you know. I baby my stuff, really. But, and no, it's not really, but it's a little rickety, and I don't like having anything heavy on it anymore, so it's time to go. I've had it for, like, 30 years, you know. Right, yeah. Um, And he's like, well, you know, we should, we should, uh, let me take some pictures of this, he says, right? (laughs) And I'm, like, trying to, like, get the walls swept down and the floors washed and it's 10.30 at night, you know? So, like, I just want it out of the house. Right. So, then I'm like, all right, so I'm moving it. Okay, I'm moving it. We're getting it out because I can see where this is going. (laughs) And he's like, well, wait a minute. I want to send this off to a few people to see if they want it. And I said, well, and they can have it, but it's leaving the house. Right. Like, it's not staying in here overnight. And he got really mad. He was just like, you know how dare she have that boundary where right. she's trying to work in this living room And but I want this to stay here for the night until I can find a suitable new owner for this. So right. how dare she have that boundary? So he got mad at me. And I let him for a minute and then I said, Eddie, I think we should just talk about this for a second.
2: Which is beautiful and yeah. wonderful. Like yeah. I, I'm excited yeah. about I'd like to hear that, that. I'm excited to hear that. Yeah,
0: and he, and, he, and he wanted to say, no, I wasn't mad at you. Even though he started slamming and slatting and it's like, no, no. But I feel like you were mad at me. And what I want you to understand is that I'm setting boundaries. So today isn't about Brandon or Annabelle or even you. It's about me doing this work in this house and having to accommodate my needs, what's best for me. And that means that I need to get this out so that I can finish my work, so that I can get to bed. Because I have a full day tomorrow and a full day the next day. So this is really about me getting things ready for me. Yeah. It's me having good boundaries. And what I would love, I said, I know that you're used to the Lori, even though I've been changing, it's still like, you know, it's still there. It was there in the beginning. So that's the first amount of training with somebody, right? Yeah. So I said, I know you're used to Lori putting everybody else first. You, your kids, my kids, my family, everybody before me. But I'm so over that, I said. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you. I said, and so I'm not doing that anymore. Um, And this is really just about me. And what I would love is that someday in our partnership that you can be supportive of me having good boundaries and back me up on that, mm-hmm. and be like, "Oh yeah, you'll recognize that for Lori having a good boundary, meeting her need, and you'll like cheer me on and and be there with me on that, that would, so right. that we don't have to argue about it or over um, or, or talk about." Yeah, I know. Talking's good. Here I'm saying, saying, oh, I don't want to ever, you know, let's get to a point where we never have to talk about anything. Wouldn't that be bliss? (laughs) Right. Right. No, that's never going to happen. Listen to me. Want it to be just perfect. It's never going to get there. But communication is important. It is.
2: It is. And if he's open to that, that's wonderful. Yeah. Like, for me, I've tried, like, my mother has helped me um, try to, like, to move and stuff. And... My sister has come up a, upon occasion, you know, during the, the different times. And I try to put those boundaries out. But there's no talking with my mother. That, that, that does no, not work. You know, no. because she's also, you know, that's the relationship. Right, my both sis-
1: parties need to be able to hear. Yeah. Right.
2: And, and so I'm like, okay, so she, she wants to recycle everything and she wants to save everything. And she, <laughs> she's, you know, like Eddie, she, oh, you're getting rid of this piece of furniture. I have five or six people that they <laughs> wanted. Mom. I am ready to fucking get rid of it. There is not time for this. I am not taking, you know, uh, six bags of recycling somewhere. I'm throwing it in the fucking trash in the bin that's out there, and it's going the fuck away. Yeah, My sister, God love her, When she, I look at her and I say, okay, I'm throwing shit. And she's like, okay, let's do this. And she's like right there and she's ready to purge with me. And I'm like, she, and she'll hand things up. She'll go through boxes. Like when we, when I did this thing, you know, at the beginning of the year, she was there helping me and she's like, how about this? Throw it. Okay. How about this? Throw it. Are you sure? Yep. Okay. And, you know, and it was gone. That was, like, the most resistance was, are you really sure about this? The teamwork in that is
0: wonderful. It feels good. Yeah. And upon
2: occasion, there was, like, do you mind if I keep it? No, go ahead. That's fine. You know, like, as long as you don't have, like, 16 boxes that I just tried to empty. Right.
1: We're now just moving the bags into your room. Right. I have
0: lots of faith for Eddie, though. Like, I support him and his boundaries all the time. But that's something you choose to do. Yeah, but I think he... I mean, when
1: somebody sets a boundary with me... I'm ha- I'm going to have a hard time with it because it's a boundary. Right. It's the right. point is for me to now withdraw or to change where I am because of your need. So that's always going to feel uncomfortable to me.
0: I suppose that's a way to, yeah. See, I didn't even see it that way last night well, because no, I'm, I'm seeing you're it like as. like
1: in this bliss any place with yeah. your boundaries right now, which is yeah. blowing my mind because you never go there. Yeah.
0: You never well, go And ahead. I told you this morning, I'm super ungrounded, remember? Then that's probably why I'm I listening. to wonder, wonder, Yeah, I am super ungrounded. Yeah. I've had a super hard time staying grounded all weekend. Yeah,
1: even being interested in how somebody responds to your yeah. boundaries is unhealthy.
0: Yeah. But yeah, where I was going with that was, <laughs> I didn't think of it as him actually having... A bu- I didn't think of it as a boundary against him when I was... I was just thinking of it as it's a well, me, none of it's your a boundaries need. These are
1: against anybody. Right, right. Right? Right. You're claiming your need. Yeah. But that's where it stops. You have no fucking business being interested in how somebody receives that. Well, it's that's still, true.
2: It's still looking for that external validation. Right. Which yes. is why, like, for the work that I'm doing with, you know, the emotional unpacking piece, I can't look to my mom for, for external validation, you know, because right. that, that, I mean, that's just suicide. And it, and well, it really that is, is
0: obviously suicide. Yeah. Right,
2: but the same really applies to all of it.
0: Yeah, I guess so. But my I ne- boundaries are mine. Yeah, I never and think of it. How you respond
1: to it is you. Right, that's a boundary. <laughs> right, right, right. That's, that's yes. the initial boundary. Right, is I'm me and you're you. Right.
2: But we have this enmeshment thing that we learn. Like, I know for me, that's one of right, the well, things. That's well, not boundaries.
0: Right, right. exactly. Right. That's the exact opposite. Right. Exactly. Right. So, so you think you're of something as a set a boundary,
1: and at the same time having an enmeshed expectation, it's, it's... Right. That's about as sick as you can get with yeah. relationships, right? Right. Like, you're saying it's my job to claim space, mm-hmm. but it's not okay for you to claim space.
0: That's mm. what you're saying. It really is. Yeah. And I hadn't thought of it that way because he wanted it. Oh, this is good. See, this is good stuff. <laughs> right. This this really is good stuff. So last night, I was thinking of it as like, okay, so I'm doing the cleaning. I'm getting everything ready. Yeah. I'm moving stuff out. It's yeah. it's really not about anything other than getting the house ready. Right. And so, but he was thinking, I want to keep it in here for, for the night or for however long.
2: Right. Right. Until somebody comes to pick it up.
0: So the same thing was going on. We
2: both had a boundary.
1: And you were the one that was able to plow through his.
0: Oh, that's so terrible. And then, and then, <laughs> oh, and then simultaneously oh, no. want him to congratulate you for doing it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. See, and this is why we get together every week, well, so and that we can do that, this, this. This is a you know? right. perfect example yeah. of that
1: bliss. I keep saying bliss, but there are yeah. other words for it. Yeah. But that space where you can get to with spirituality where you just think, I'm doing my thing. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. But then you, you don't expect everybody the, else the to right? do yeah. it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're not looking backwards. That's yeah. My thing, right. Right. But you're not looking like forward. You're just looking with your blinders on. Yeah.
0: Forward, right. I'm so glad we do this every week because it's so enlightening. Because we normally I would have to sit and wait on this for three weeks till I get together with my <laughs> right. teacher and right. my counselor. Right. But no, like we do this every week, yeah, and no. it's so enlightening. Yeah. But no, I hadn't seen it that way at all. Are
1: only ever about you.
0: Yeah, and I didn't even recognize that Eddie was
1: setting his own boundary. That
0: he just had a boundary. <laughs> that he just wanted to like find a place for this. I, I didn't even right. recognize that in the right. moment. Because so, of that,
1: that bliss in any place. Yeah,
0: it's that, it's and I've that been place where super ungrounded. you
1: seeing right. because yeah. our healthy place, right, is our soul. Right, is right. setting the boundary. Yes. But our ego is seeing our world around us. And saying, look at me. So when you cut the ego out, you cut your empathy out. Mm
0: -hmm. It
1: doesn't matter what anybody else in the world thinks is or does. It just matters what I'm...
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I'll probably go home and apologize (laughs) to... No, I will. I'll go home and have a talk with him about that because the communication is good. Yeah. But, um, well, and it's 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 so much healthier, right? Yeah. Because
1: you're not saying this is what you need to do for me, right? You're saying, hey, yeah, you set a boundary. I should have been able to negotiate with you, yeah, instead of you know plowing through it, right? I and it. I feel right.
0: bad when I run right over the top of anybody, and like, and I know I do this from time I to time. I do it too.
1: I do it all the <laughs> time. I mean, this I. is why I know this story <laughs> so well. <laughs>
0: I definitely do this. And that's, yeah, I, that's not ever my intention, but it no. just kind of happens. I have yeah. a wonderful
2: um, piece for me that, and I say wonderful, it's not really, I feel like shit, usually the next day, like, usually, like, I, like, after I've slept on it, the next day I have, like, I almost want to call it, like, a spiritual hangover, like, if I've had something like you just yeah. had, that next day I will feel incredibly fucking guilty, sick to my stomach, I'm like, what yeah. the fuck have I done?
0: That used to be Which me. comes from
2: trauma shit, from, you know, yeah, whatever. Right, yeah. But at least I, I'm, I look at it, and then I try to sweep it under the rug. Because I, I go, oh, but I'm fine because I'm, you know, yeah. it's just who I was in the moment, and da-da-da-da-da.
0: Yeah, that's how I used to kick myself all the time right. when I discovered that I just railroaded somebody or just driven right over the top of them. And now, laugh about it. now I laugh about it, but I, and I'm like, oh, this is good to realize this. And I will always go back and right. talk to them about it. Right. like. You it's know. okay to be responsible. Yeah, it's okay to not be right. It's yeah, it's
1: okay to not be out. perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So I'm really glad I'm not in the guilt space about it anymore. No. I'll just go back and I'll talk to him about it and say, "Geez, you know, sorry I did that to you." Buckle
2: up for this segment
1: of off the rails. So, Lori, what kind of crazy things have been happening at night for you?
0: I've been dreaming about having a beard. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> like the bearded lady at the circus?
0: Yes, full beard. Um, And I and this has been consistent and ongoing for a while now. And so... What I, color is it? It's dark. It's dark.
2: And, and is
1: it, like, thick?
0: It's very thick, and it's very long.
1: Is it wispy, or is it, like, super
0: curly? It's, like kind of wavy and coarse and boings out. Right. So, oh, yeah. so like a
1: duck dynasty beard, yeah. right? That's what I was yes. saying. I want to see a visual Like of the
0: this. crazy, yes, like the crazy, you know, right. Rough guy, curly, kind of boingy beards, yeah. Absolutely. So, I've been dreaming about this consistently. And it'll ha Okay, so in one of my dreams, I was at a restaurant. I'd gotten all dressed up. And so with we, your beard no, I didn't have it when I went. Okay. So I got all dressed up, and we were going out to eat, and I had, and so the lady came and waited on us, and I noticed that she was looking at me funny, and, um...
2: Because <laughs> <laughs> you had a beard, or you didn't have a beard? I must no have had it, so... It was growing in, right? so, That's why she was looking at you funny Yeah, beard. It was growing. <laughs>
0: and Eddie was just acting normal, like nothing was going on, really, and... So I just went to the bathroom because, you know, sometimes the waitresses aren't always that nice and they look at you funny or whatever, but, you know, so I go into the bathroom and I use the bathroom Uh and then I come out and I look in the mirror and I'm like, Oh my God, like (laughs) it jumped the shit out of me. And I started crying and I'm looking in the mirror and I'm like pulling at it and it's real. Right. And I thought, how did Eddie not tell me I've got this damn beard, (laughs) and I don't know what to do, and I didn't want to go back out in the restaurant, and so I sat in the bathroom on the toilet, and I was crying, and and I was like, how did this happen to me? What is going on? So that was one of the more traumatic ones. I mean,
2: that feels very much like when you when you dream that you've showed up naked right, without your yeah. homework. I mean, that feels like it's one of those types. Yeah, dreams. So you piss yourself. in the Yeah, middle of a, yeah, something
0: right. horrible. So as if that wasn't bad enough, that gets that gets me thinking, right? Like, oh my god, why am I dreaming that I'm going to get a beard? I've had a hysterectomy. Is this going to be something that happens to me in the nursing home? Like, oh god. Like, am I foreseeing the future? Like, oh, God, why am I dreaming this, right? Because right. it takes you to these paranoid places when you're a girl. And not only that, but with the way the beard was, you couldn't see, even see my earrings. And that's a problem. <laughs> um, I was
1: just looking at you yeah. and thinking, you could probably pull the beard off.
0: You think so? You could the could be be bearded, bearded lady. lady. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean... You, it was bigger than hers in the movie that the, you had us...
2: That's what I was thinking. Yeah,
0: it was bigger than hers. The,
2: the Greatest Showman.
0: Yeah, because hers is more like combed down and it's stuff. It's combed
2: down. It's a little curly. It's, yeah. It's, you know, it's very well...
0: But mine was like... Um, yeah,
1: hers is wispy. Yeah. Bright. It's like... Yeah, it's like Mine hair, was
0: hair. very yeah. masculine. Like...
2: Like Santa Claus.
0: Like every, Duck Dynasty. Like every know? eight-year-old yeah. boy wants to grow, you know? They all <laughs> want to be able to grow this massive beard. <laughs> And, I don't know what
1: eight-year-old boys you know. Well, I was, like, I was all thinking of, the same yeah, thing. All yeah, all
0: of the boys that I knew like, couldn't wait to get their facial hair. And, oh, God, no. And so In the pocket universe. Yeah, right. in the pocket universe. <laughs> so anyways, that's just one of them. I keep having these dreams. Okay, so then I was on a date. And I don't think it was with Eddie, but I didn't really see him, so I'm not sure. But I was on a date, and I went to kiss them. And I felt something funny. Oh, no. And they didn't have a beard. So it wasn't their beard. Oh, my God. And I looked in the rearview mirror because I'm apparently a teenager making out in a car or something. Right. And (laughs) I look in the rearview mirror and I've got a beard. This one wasn't as long, but it was...
2: Well, no, because you're a teenager.
0: It was like, it was definitely there. It was coming in. Right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was coming in and I was mortified and this keeps consistently happening to me. So
1: So what did you do in the car?
0: I I think I got out and ran and it I can remember seeing like this huge cliff. So there was this giant cliff and almost like a gravel pit. Right. And I ran away from that and sort of down and out. So yeah, it was probably at make out point or something too, right? <laughs> With my beard in a car.
2: Have you had any of them with like you shaving the beard?
0: Yeah, well, one of them I was shaving and it kept coming back in. I was like the damn Santa Claus. It just kept coming in and kept coming in. So I've looked into this and believe it or not, it's all about like embracing those strengths within yourself that people would consider masculine. Mm -hmm. And until I like totally embrace those pieces of myself I'm apt to continue to have it, these dreams which now that I understand what it's all about because it makes perfect sense right because right. you know I've always been that woman mm-hmm. that some men think is too strong yeah. And I've gotten that from those good old boys, you know. Well, of course, you have and a beard. I mean, you, they have beard. Absolu- it's yeah, okay.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But so I've gotten that and I've gotten a lot of like, because I'm a little older than you guys. So a lot of the guys from my generation still have that very um, women have a place attitude because mm-hmm. they were kind of raised that way. And so I've seen a lot of that as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, what would they think of my place with a beard, I wonder? Competition and that. But. Right. <laughs> so it's really just about being comfortable with myself. I
2: can, I can just imagine you with this long-ass beard, dating a guy who has just, you know, like a half beard compared to yours. And, and you,
0: maybe I'm like, my beard. And you,
2: right, you leaning over and go, it's okay, size doesn't matter, you know? What yeah. I mean? like, oh, yeah. God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it makes sense where it all comes from. It's about me embracing those strengths that some people throughout my life. That is
1: so far less funny than the beard. Well,
0: yeah. But, I mean, I needed to know because how can I keep dreaming of having a beard and not look into why I'm dreaming this? Right. It's kind of frightening for a woman to dream that they have this freaking beard that's bigger than most Seventy-year-old hippies' beards, (laughs) you know.
1: When you when you see you grow a decent beard,
0: and it's not gray at all. And it's never gray. There's never any gray hair in it. It's always very dark.
2: And is it, is it plain, or do you, like... Do it's I, a very handsome beard. Like, all I can think of is, do, do, do you braid it? Like, in your dreams, is it ever braided or, no, or decorated? No, it's just,
0: like, all of a sudden there, and I am shocked every time I see it, because right. I wasn't expecting it. Well, yeah. no
2: one expects the Spanish Inquisition. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, the beard. That's it. That's what I was going with that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's always shock and terror. There's right. this feeling of terror behind my beard. Like, <gasps> like can you imagine... Having a dream where you go to the restaurant and then you go into the bathroom and you've got boobs on your head or something like. <laughs> that's kind of the same thing that's going on with me with the beard. It's like this is totally foreign. Women don't generally have big beards. This is usually a very reminds me of that movie
1: Coneheads. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know where they like stroke the cone head. Right. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So
0: that's kind. Of, it's like shock and terror. It's like what is this, you Mm -hmm. know? And yeah, yeah, there's been tears and yeah. And then in the one that I was shaving, like no matter what I did, it just kept coming back in. And at one point I'm looking at my, my razor going, shouldn't there be whiskers or something in this? <laughs> and the, nothing. Like, my razor kept it kept being clean. I just right. kept looking at it, and it was clean.
1: It's immune to cutting. Yeah, right. it
0: would not cut the hair from my face. It was, yeah. That's funny. So that's the weird shit that I've been dealing with at night. That, and you know, there's been a lot of... Uh, I have really...
1: Weird and even dreams.
0: I vary, yeah. Which is why this is... Do you is... have any
1: that are funny?
0: Besides the beard...
1: Well, the beard you kind of made not very funny. By
0: telling you what it meant, yeah. Well, and the
1: fact that it was, like, sad every time you, like, you were really focused on the fact that you were
0: sad every time it happened. Yeah, I was freaked out. Well, I had this dream about this pair of Levi's that I was following, and it was, they were bodiless. Just
1: a bodiless pair of jeans?
0: They were a bodiless pair of jeans. Okay. And they looked really good. They, yeah. you could tell that it was a nice little man's body in there, and it was. Like they had a good ass. Yeah, and yeah. and legs and like yeah, like really rugged, oh my. rugged built, um, and that's it. There was <laughs> there was no torso, <laughs> there was no feet, but they were walking, and I was following because I liked the way these jeans looked. Nice. Nice.
1: Was it that guy from the, was it, NCIS you were just talking about? Maybe.
0: Maybe it was. Who knows? But, yeah. The long-lost love. Yeah, so I'm just following this pair of jeans. And then this is something that I would never do. I didn't know this pair of jeans. (laughs) We were not... Friendly or familiar with each other in any way, but the, did that, you objectify those jeans? I started slapping their ass, <laughs> like <laughs> oh. I would never do that in real life. Gene I would never. Gene harassment. Yeah, so I'm slapping the jeans ass and I'm following them and I'm just having a great time yeah. with these jeans. So yeah, that's one of the. <laughs> yep. I was finding great pleasure in my dream.
1: <laughs> with a pair of so jeans? So, like, you, okay, so you walk up behind the jeans. Uh
0: huh. That were filled in with something. You
1: them on the ass? Yeah. You grab their ass?
0: Yeah, I did all kinds of things to that. Ass. <coughs> oh my God. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> you got really personal with
0: that ass. <laughs> I, violated, I violated the ass.
2: You violated a pair the of jeans? jeans. Yes. Yeah, oh yeah. my.
0: Yeah, and they were very solid. You know how sometimes you have dreams? And you can feel and smell, you know, everything's very vivid. You smelled the ass. I didn't smell the ass, but I could <laughs> did feel you go full
1: on. <laughs> <motorboat>? <laughs> oh my God. No.
0: no, I didn't vote about it. But I did grab it, and you could feel nice, tight little muscly. But Button there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. And I could feel it. Like it was real. It was well, solid.
1: There's nothing better than an ass in
0: Levi's. No, there isn't. I, <laughs> there really isn't. And this is what's funny. So I.
2: Oh, because that wasn't funny all the time. This, tell, well, this <laughs> is
0: even better. So I tell this dream to my significant other. Right. And guess what he ordered online? A pair of Levi's? <laughs> yes. Of course. Yeah, of course. Hell yeah!
2: <laughs> well, if you're gonna object- if you're gonna objectify a pair of jeans, he would like you to he be would like them. to be in them, right? Yeah, so, exactly.
0: So, and this is what's funny is because I said, you know, because I was telling him because these are the jeans from back in the '80s when the guys wore the tight little Levi's, oh, you right. know, oh, so God. you could really see their ass, right? And I said, remember those days back in the '80s, Eddie? You know, when <laughs> when the guys had the tight little because he was one of them, right, you know, he right. had them too. And they, they look so nice on you guys. And then as we age, you know, our bodies change and they're not so comfortable. Right. So no one from my generation is wearing them anymore. And they're not in style, you know. So, so are you mourning, but, the mourning the loss of that? I'm mourning the loss of that. Mourning the loss of seeing that, Yeah, right? I'm seeing that, you know. And so then he's got these, he tells me he's got these jeans come in. And I said, what kind of jeans do you got come in? And he said, oh, they're button fly Levi's. And I said, Really? Uh, so are they like the are they like the the 501 cut like back in the 80s and he's like, "Well, no, these ones are these ones are loose cut, you know." Cause right. We're not fifteen anymore. Right. But I was like, "Oh, okay." And then I said, "Did you order those before <laughs> or after my dream?" And he goes, Oh, I don't know. Oh, I think I do. <laughs> I think I do.
1: There's <laughs> nothing more fun than unbuttoning.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. My.
1: Yeah. Buttons instead of zipper, anything. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yep. yeah.
0: The button flies, so. And when he put them on, I've got to say, even though they're loose fit, they're still pretty snug. And it brought me way back to the first time I ever saw Eddie's ass in a pair of jeans. Right. It was pretty damn close to that memory. It's changed just a little bit. Right. But yeah, yeah. Right. So that made me happy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, the look on your that face right sounds now. is like an awesome dream. <laughs> so
0: yeah, that was... Yeah, that's a fun dream, right?
2: Right, right? That was a good dream. <laughs> that was a good dream. I that liked that dream. one too.
0: I was almost embarrassed to tell Eddie about my dream. I was like, so I really want to share my dream, but I'm a little embarrassed to tell you... Because you know, telling your boyfriend that you've been fondling just a pair of Levi's <laughs> in your sleep, right?
1: Sounds... No guilt, there's nothing in them, <laughs> right? No. I mean, truthfully, but it, you it might as well be doing
0: never... laundry, right? right? But it sounds a little oh odd, right? I will you never know? be able to do laundry, laundry again, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I was, I was like, okay, I'm a little embarrassed to tell you, but I've got to share this dream with you. Right. And I'm glad I did, because now there's these...
2: Now two, there's a pair of Levi's. Yeah, we, two yeah. pair. Yeah. He ordered two. He ordered so. two. That's awesome. Awesome. One, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it all worked out. It's
0: yeah. Good. Yeah, it did. <laughs> worked out for me and him, apparently. <laughs> hope you enjoyed the show today remember you can always reach out to us through our facebook page at stumbling through enlightenment follow us on twitter at stumbling t-h-r-o-u 2
1: go to our website to check out more episodes and information about us personally that is stumbling through You can also reach out to us directly at stumblingthroughenlightenment at gmail.com. That's it for today. Have a great week.